Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today is Da Bigger Picture on Twitter, a pleb that reached out to me on DMs who works within the financial markets, asset allocation, wealth management, hedge funds, whatever you want to call it, all will be revealed in this interview. He had some very interesting insights and I'm sure you will enjoy this rip. Before we get into the rip, do you want to go to Miami and hang out at the biggest Bitcoin event that's going to happen in 2022 between 6th and 9th of April? Miami Convention Center on Miami Beach. Go ahead and buy your tickets. Use code BITTEN at checkout to get a 10% discount. All tickets are fully transferable, so you can sell them closer to the time for more than you bought them for. Or you will get a full 100% discount if you're unable to travel due to COVID regulations. So it's a bit of a no-brainer. Get over there, support the conference, and hopefully you will get the chance to go and visit and hang out with all the other plebs. Now make sure you're stacking sats. You know where to do it. Across the pond, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. That will kick you off with a free $10. In Europe, relay.ch. It's R-L-A-I.ch forward slash bitten will help you save on commission and coincorner.com uh, i'm not sure if it's forward slash bitten yet or user code bitten molly and danny are sorting this all out but uh head over there if that code's not working you may want to hang on but it's definitely coming thank you so much for tuning into the show everybody my biggest message to all of you is get a hardware wallet this is not a drill take control of your Bitcoin, not your keys, not your coins. Get a Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition wallet from shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten or use the code Bitten at checkout on all of your purchases and you will get a 5% discount on everything in your cart. Thank you as always to everybody that is tuning in, liking, subscribing, reviewing. It goes a long way and I love all the banter on Twitter as you know. Enjoy this episode. Okay, Nico, the bigger picture. We are live. It's uh, the one spitting. Well, we're not live. We're recording. I gotta stop saying that. It's because John Vallis. That's how he comes in. He says, "Right, we are live." But he actually does live podcasts, whereas I don't. We we record them. Mm-hmm. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Hey, Daniel. Nice to have you on the show, mate. Thanks for reaching out. Well, thanks for having me. That was a bit of an unusual request, right? I mean, <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Do you want to fire away the question? Yep. So my question is, um, what do you do in life? Like what can like work and stuff? Uh, okay. So I'm in asset management, which, uh, well, we manage money for other people, predominantly uh, pension funds and insurances, and we provide products for private banks. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what I do. So uh, I'm in Switzerland here and the, the company is a U.S. company and they have, you know, their offices in a couple of European places too, like in London or um, 
in, in Frankfurt in Germany, in Paris, and uh, also uh, a couple of offices in the Nordics, so Sweden, for instance. So it's uh, that's what I do. That's not super glamorous. <laughs> I think you have a you have a you, you surely have a more interesting question to ask than that. <laughs> um so yeah, so my other question is um wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 go, go on, you, you go, 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 go ahead. This, though. You never told me this. I don't know. I don't know. I've never met uh Nico. Hold on, I only he 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 must be. Hold on. I, this is just a kind of stupid question. But are you uh, in the like Bitcoin uh, community? That that's not a stupid question. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I am. <clears throat> I am. I uh, contrary to so this is, has nothing to do with work. Um, but I am. I I found uh, I found your dad pod, your dad's podcast a, a while ago. Been listening to it. Um, and uh, I you know you know the rabbit hole as they call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so he says it all the time okay so i fell down that hole uh late 19 and uh but been aware of what's going on and you know in, in the space uh I, I missed out on bitcoin in 2009 when an it buddy of mine told me about it and i was in the kitchen back then uh doing my apprenticeship to be a cook in france actually uh, not too far away from Strasbourg. And he told me, this is the new money. And I was like, nah, come on, not true. And, you know, back to chopping onions. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's me. So I'm a bit part of the, uh, if you want, Swiss community. So, uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question, Lauren? Sure. How do you like homeschooling? Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of homeschooling. And I'm, I'm, I really find it awesome to have more and more people do that i know in europe it's a bit tricky but when i say how do you find it like do you have people like friends who go to regular school and like do you see any like, is there anything that you notice in difference okay so i see a lot of difference from my school to my school i used to go to that was like just sit down be quiet shut up do this um there's a lot of difference because in my school in the school I'm in now, Galileo, we can, we, like, the, the teachers are, like, friends, we can talk freely, and, like, no one will judge us, since, you know, everyone's really kind to, and, um, that's, like, school, the, the teachers I had in every single school I've had were actually, like, pretty kind, they're, like, really good, I love them so much, um, but otherwise, I had to sit down and be quiet, but this one teacher was like, okay, so if you're done your work, um, then it, like, and your friend is done your, their work, then you can whisper and everything. Or like, if she needs help, then you could help her. She, 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 she said that we could do that, but otherwise any other teacher I've had didn't really do that. So what's the main, like, um, so, oh, so right now yeah. you, you can choose what you want to yeah, learn. Right? And that, yeah. Yeah which is the um, biggest difference mm. and uh, and of course it's uh, <coughs> online yeah. and um, yeah you don't have to drag yourself into the same place every day and sit in the mm. same chair at oh, the same desk in the same time classroom. you don't have to wake up at seven in, in the morning that is a huge, that is a huge relief that is so for the whole family <laughs> and there's no stress yeah but zero I have to do homework oh no I have to do this before that 
well, I'm uh, I'm jealous. I wish I I would have had that opportunity back then. But uh, where I grew up in Germany, it's not allowed, so they can't do homeschooling. And here in Switzerland is uh, it's on a cantonal level, so Switzerland is like split and and all these different small states. And some states allow it, others don't, or make it more or less restrictive. Uh, it's like about two or three which are really easy going about it. So um, which ones well, are those out of interest? Um, the easiest one is Canton of Bern. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Canton of Argo, which is called the Texas of Switzerland. <laughs> How do you spell that? This is interesting for the listeners. Argo, A-A-R-G-A-U. And it is called the Texas of Switzerland because uh, homeschooling is pretty easily doable. They can self-sustain. They have um, two big rivers, at least two, where they run hydropower. And they're... Uh, their cantonal uh, firearms office is relatively lax in giving out um, permissions which are needed for certain types of firearms and accessories, which is managed on a cantonal level and other cantons are quite strict in that regard. So, and they were the last ones to institute a mask mandate in stores and everything. And then the federal government came through and said, you have to do it. But Argo is, and it's just as flat as Texas, like Switzerland is all mountains and everything, but Argo is pretty, pretty flat. <laughs> so it really fits when you say Texas or Switzerland. What whereabouts in Switzerland is it? Uh, middle, northern, middle, like it's, yeah. So I mean, so more towards the, the German speaking side? Yes, yes, yes. It does border with the German one. Yeah, yeah. So it okay. is German speaking. They speak German there exclusively. It's uh, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's where homeschooling uh, is possible without any big trouble. And uh, one day, so when I have kids, that's a consideration for me. So, and do they have different different tax rates as well? Uh, so. So there's three types, just like the U.S. is. Lauren, are we boring you with this tech stuff? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, do, do you want to say goodnight? Whilst we, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, Lauren. Thanks for joining, yeah, and thanks okay, for the questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah take yeah. care. Thank you for the question. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Nice catch. Uh, yeah, nine nine p.m. Adults are talking about taxes. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. She's, she's got some kind of uh, game or something to go and play. Well, that's more important than taxes. Yeah. Um, no. So it's like in the US, right? You got the federal one, you got the state one, and you got the, the county one. And then, um, so federal one, I think it tops out at 12%. And, uh, and then you have massive differences. So, but Argo is in the okay range. Uh, it's not the the cheapest one. The, the lowest one on a cantonal would be Zook, which is also called Crypto Valley. They have you know these these companies there, um, and so generally the the inner part of Switzerland is is rather low on taxes, and the the crazy ones are the French speaking ones. So Geneva is pretty bad. Um, Bern unfortunately is pretty bad too. That's the other canton with the good homeschooling laws, um, and obviously they lean left most of them but it's quite quite significant um i we once did the math and um so a two hundred fifty thousand swiss franc yearly that's about 260 270 thousand dollars um it you would have a tax rate in geneva at 42 percent and in zug you'd be around 22 ish three ish so all in like federal state and county so 
double, right? So, um, yeah, there is tax arbitrage uh, between the cantons. Makes sense. There's people, they live in one to pay taxes there and go work in the other because the job opportunities are there. So that exists, which, you know, pisses off people because you're using our infrastructure. Well, (laughs) yeah, I know it's, uh, yeah taxes man one day we we won't have to worry about that more anymore so oh are we ever going to get there or are we yeah, going to are we going to get sure. to a point where we're actually happy to pay the tax for the service that's being provided like would that would be a massive step in the right direction yeah um well all right well let's get into it i mean it's the funny thing is i I put on a list of things that i thought that would be interesting touching on obviously it's your show so you run it um but one of these things was and maybe i can tie it to it so when i say that i mean i really believe it because Mm -hmm. what people well what i what didn't come to my mind for a long time but kind of clicked um when this whole infrastructure bill came in the u.s is Bitcoin or government, it's a binary choice. Like they, I don't think they can coexist. I really don't. And government will have to mutate into this service provider, very much in line with the free private cities idea from Titus Gable and the, uh, well, the FPC Foundation, who, by the way, just had a conference today. Um, and um, and so because um, you're you're not going to be able to to have government expenses financed through debt, which again is financed through central banks buying the debt with printed money, you, you have to tax something. And uh, then you have to start tax income. And with income, the problem is, I mean, the moment you have any tax that's related to income, you always double tax. That's, that's something that gets lost to me because if I pay, so say I go to work and I make money and I pay rent. Now, obviously I paid the, the rent I paid from already taxed money. And then this this flow of money goes to the person whom I rented from, then he has to tax it as gain again. So it's, he taxes it twice. And then he goes to the store and he taxes. So it's like <clears throat> tax. So if you want, if you don't want to have double taxation, which apparently supposedly the law says you shouldn't have, there's no way around then to default to a standard service fee. So a flat service fee. And by the way, it, it doesn't have to be that much. I think the math that that the Free Private City Foundation does is that if you have a 10,000 people city, you can run it on probably one and a half to $2,000 per year per person. Hmm. Yeah. And that's not, that's a, of course you don't have social security and you know, you don't, but you have the stuff that allows for life, liberty, protection of life and liberty and, uh, and property. So you can't have a police force. You can have a, uh, uh, you know, um, firemen, you know, being in there and 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 that's that you have some basic administration you know somebody who if you buy land there's a registry and whatnot but of course you know all these special interest group things and redistribution thing you know they don't exist so what i'm saying is i think um ultimately uh there's this big game theory thing that goes on and and you know you can choose to not adopt Bitcoin as a government you'll commit suicide and the moment you adopt it you also commit suicide because you have to shrink massively and so this is when this whole infrastructure thing came up in the us and you know it still hasn't passed maybe it won't pass but i was a bit smiling at this oh maybe hopefully it doesn't go through and you know i i will write to your senator and your congress or your representative and i was like at some point yeah that's nice but guys let's not fool each other i mean the clash has to come like you know these two have to 
at some point collide and and it's either or and you know of course bitcoin's going to win question is how nasty is the fight going to be but i really think so i mean it's it's inevitable in in my opinion but maybe i'm the ever optimist <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know man i really don't i would i would love for it to happen of course i don't think there's a person listening that's not sick and tired of of paying tax and just being completely taken advantage of yeah i mean it is theft right i mean it's it's theft on so many levels and i didn't ask for it and i, I didn't sign a social contract you know i i didn't i didn't sign that thing uh, apparently i did the day i was born i can't remember that but mm -hmm. um, so so that's you know i mean have, have you always had those thoughts or is this something that's kind of percolated up since since finding bitcoin in 2019 um okay so i did the whole from left to right back to the center to totally apolitical so i grew up in germany germany is a relatively quite a social state so I, I i did like i did like this idea of well if there's wealth in inequality then government should step in and redistribute because you know it's kind of a childish belief that they act in full fairness then i noticed like well, that's the moment I started making money. I was like, I don't want anybody to take that away from me. You know, I, you know. and then, and then the, the drift to the right to me was in 2015 with the migration crisis. I, I didn't think that was a good thing. And then, but then you start to realize that, I mean, whatever you do left or right, you end up being a, co a collectivist, right? It, it doesn't matter. And then I, I really, what was the eye opener was, was Titus Gable's book where he just, it's just a simple math that in Germany, there's like 80 million, they live 80 million people. I can't remember, is it like 65 million of them are of working age and only 15 million are net taxpayers. And I'm like, shit, you know, who's, so you mean to tell me that 15 million, you know, pay for the rest? And I was like, that doesn't sound right. You know, and um, and then I went down the rabbit hole with with the Austrian economics and Bitcoin has always been on my mind. But I didn't I didn't appreciate really Bitcoin until I read um, Safedin Safedin's book, uh, the Bitcoin Standard, and all the book through I was very very because the things that he's like yeah limited quantity limited quantity. I'm saying well the there are other projects that have limited tokens too. But the the thing the one sentence that struck me in there was. Bitcoin is the only spontaneously growing network and that the, the word spontaneous hit it because there are other companies and, and we don't need to talk about them, but they try to distribute it. They also try to get a network effect, but they go top down. How can we incentivize this guy? How can we incentivize it? But Bitcoin is the only one that like spontaneously uh, became a network. And to me, that was like, okay, what's spontaneous? That's good. So nobody tried to top down, force it somebody's throat, you know, and people just, by themselves realized all right that's the thing so and then yeah it's i mean it's it's a huge rabbit hole <laughs> it certainly is and it doesn't stop right that that's the thing the so would you did you go to the were you part of the the conference today you said no, uh no no, no today is the 15th after quarter end which means reporting day for us in asset management because we're so old school, we have plain vanilla portfolios and we can't get a performance attribution ready 15 days after the month has closed. So I don't know, this asset management industry is so hilarious. It's so much money floating around. No, seriously, I think they're so done. I mean, can you imagine you buy a fund and it settles at T plus three? So you buy this thing on a Monday, you have to buy it before 11 a.m., which is their cutoff date. 
and you get the security in your custody account on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that? Well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, we're sending messages from 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 space. You know, you can WhatsApp people from space nowadays, and they take like four four days in total to settle a freaking security. I mean, and I I mean, I, I really find it fascinating how blind they are to this. I mean, I I work with with people who, you know, we we manage we manage loads of money. It's I mean, it's it, it's. I can't give you the exact number because that would be revealing, but it's it's a very high triple-digit billion-dollar amount, so it's on its way to one trillion. Okay, so we, we're up there with the with 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 the big names, and I mean, <clears throat> they do new products, and are we going to do this infrastructure sustainable fund, and we're going to do this ESG high yield fund? And I'm like, you know what you guys sound like to me? It's 1910. Mm-hmm. You've been watching the street and you've noticed over the last 10 years, the number of cars has tripled and you're like, huh, I'm going to take all my money and open up a, a place where they, a fabric, you know, where they do horseshoes, I'm like what, build cars and, and, and they don't, they don't get it. And, you know, the other day we were in a marketing a market update call, which we have like every, you know, there's the strategists and the chief investment officers and whatnot. And funnily, at the, during the Q&A session, one of the guys was asking, so should we, should our advisors uh, suggest uh, cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, to their high net worth individuals? And I'm like, yes, that's an interesting question. So the two guys that like senior, senior people, right? I mean, chief strategists, they're like, yeah, you know, it's being used. Well, it's a, it's $1 trillion, but you know, it's very volatile and it's being used for illicit activities. And, and by the way, Bitcoin has a short shelf life because there's CBDCs that are coming up. And I'm like, where do you even start with these people? Like, how do you, like, I was, I was like, it's, I actually, I've handed in my resignation about a, a, a couple of weeks ago and I'm, I'm not, like I, I was close to hitting hashtag eight. You know, have fun staying poor. <laughs> I had to. I had. I'm like, I was like, ah, oh, itchy fingers. Cause like, well, what do you? But but that's the whole thing, right? I mean, it's not a big conspiracy where people try to hold it back, you know. And and I know, like you had um, Texas Slim recently. And he was talking about Warren Buffett and that, and some people say he gets Bitcoin very well. I say, no, he doesn't. I mean, how about that? That's like, that, that, that's the thing. I mean, these people are not, they just don't get it. And it's, it's, that's the hard thing for us. I think this, the unfathomable, how, how stupid people really are and how much of like, how many of them are, are stupid. And uh, I mean, it lasts, 20 months have been a testament to that, you know? So I don't know. I, I, I can expand on that a little bit. You, you want us, you want, you want, you want to go do. there? Please right. do. Yeah. 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 I, I love it. It's great right. to hear from inside the walls of a, an asset management company because so many what? plebs are scratching their heads. Like how are these guys not getting it? Like I'm just a pleb on the street. You know, we've got electricians, policemen, firemen, you know, you, you name it, they're just plebs everywhere yeah. that are knee deep in Bitcoin. They're like, how are they still missing this? These are the guys that are supposed to be the financial wizards on Wall Street and, you know, whatever. So to, to hear what's actually going on from within the four walls, I think that people are going to love this. 
Yeah, well, so first of all, I mean, let's be very clear. There is not enough regulatory clarity. And I don't say that in absolute terms. I say that from an asset manager's perspective. Okay, so um, it's not like anybody can snap their fingers and be like, well, let's let's make a Bitcoin ETF. I like, by the way, they just approved one, right? Uh, but it's a futures one. Anyway, I mean, it's great, right? But what I'm saying is you can't just skip things. Then, then... Big asset managers, they manage money for two types of clients. There's institutional crowd. So to that belong uh, insurance companies and pension funds. And then you have the wholesale crowd, which is, you know, the big private banks, you name it, right? The UBSs, the Credit Suisses, the pick days and, and whatnot. And so the institutional crowd is super duper regulated in the sense that they, for example, a pension fund, they have they have mandates that they, they have to buy sovereign bonds. You know, even if they yield negative, uh, they can only do so much equity. They can only do so much, you know, alternatives in forms of real estate, or hedge fund, whatever have you. And they have to have certain risk profiles, yada yada yada. And um, so, so a big driver of the hesitancy uh, is really is really that. And and people, like examples like Mass Mutual who put it on their balance sheet, but they, it's on their balance sheet. It's not in it's not in client. Per- "Quote unquote client portfolio." It's not really a client portfolio because, well, they manage money for, you know, uh, 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 pension schemes, right? So, so there's that. And then, and then on the, I think where there's a bigger chance is on the wholesale side because, um, yes, the products are regulated, such as a US forty Act or the equivalent. That's like a mutual fund scheme, US forty Act. The equivalent in Europe is the USITS fund. What's um, oh, a UC UCITS? And these are the plain vanilla retail funds, right? I mean, your your you know a European equity fund, your your boring global ag, whatever have you fund. All right, um, I see more of a potential there uh, because retail money can flow in there much more easily, and because it wouldn't be distributed uh, by the asset manager, it would be distributed well sold from the asset manager to a wholesale business, like say a UBS, and then the UBS would say, okay. We put this in our advisory, we put this in our shelf, and we were going to actively recommend it to our clients. And there's more of an ear there from the, the clients are asking, how do I get exposure to this? How do I get exposure to that? And uh, then, you know, they will go out and try and find something if they can. The question is, what does the regulator have to say about, can you put can you put Bitcoin in a USITS fund? Can you put Bitcoin in a US 40 Act fund? So once once these things get solved, I think the next wave is going to be the, the retail crowd, which has wholesale products uh, like plain vanilla funds. And very late after that, the institutionals in form of pension schemes, like pension funds, uh, you know, be they government or private and insurance companies are are going to come in. They're going to be last, in my opinion. Now, as for how do how do the people who work in the asset management industry view that? It is exactly the same generational split like anywhere else. So what you what you should like always consider is that you have a man. I mean, you have a bunch of boomers who are challenged by copy paste. I I shit you not. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's I, I know I know people who make half a million dollars a year in base salary and just as much in bonus and they couldn't convert a PowerPoint into a PDF. I mean, I don't even like, sometimes I wonder how is it even possible, but the margins, the margins are thick. They're all cantillionaires and, uh, and they're just, they're just too comfortable. I mean, why, 
why do you why would you change you know it's it's working all right and uh, i think it's a bit of a black swan to them uh because the plumbing is really bad i mean the plumbing by that i mean the system how it's set up it's like stuff from the 70s and 80s how how the system works i mean settlement you know with t plus three and stuff like that it's it, it's going to be very difficult for them to to keep up i mean very if you want to have um a small taste of how it's going to look like a uh, big picture like in, in in the bigger scheme look at uh western union losing what was the number 400 million dollars in revenue because el salvador is you know going through with strike um it's the same it's the same uh level of change uh orders of magnitude and i think this is coming for the asset management industry because honestly um your kids and my kids one day and even myself i'm not gonna buy this you know junior subordinated debt fund that yields three and a half percent and it's like i don't care shut up i'm not gonna do it you know and so it's not interesting and um yeah it's it's there's honestly i tell you there's no conspiracy it's just ignorance lack of courage and and to, to a large degree i mean a huge gap of education and yeah and a bunch of stupidity <laughs> it's it's a fine line isn't it between stupidity and hubris like they you know like sitting there like you said they're, they're sitting on top of these mountains of cash they they figure that they've they've won the game right oh, yeah. even though there's still 20 30 40 years to live in some cases for these guys they just think, yeah, whatever. I'll just keep making this per year, and everything's everything's fine. It is, it is, and uh, I mean, Plan B. He's he's pretty much saying that, saying the same thing. I mean, he was he was managing uh, what was he saying, hundred billion or so portfolio, and yeah, I mean, they just they can't, not yet. They can't from a regulatory perspective, and they just can't imagine it. So that's a rusty old industry that just doesn't want to evolve so imagine when they do come in this is this is why this is why like matt odell says you know bitcoin's designed to pump forever you know these guys come in what they finally get their act together in three to five years time bitcoin's already half a million and now all of the sudden that they've woken up and they can deploy the capital into the market what the, the pump just the the pump just starts all over again yeah. Do you remember um, when high yield was just a trade? So high yield bonds were just a trade where, you know, spreads are wide. You go in, spreads tighten, you go out, you take your capital gains, right? I mean, spread, spread contraction times duration equals, right? Yeah. Um, come 2010s and a couple of years after, pension funds started to say, okay, this is an asset class. And they went in and when a pension fund does a mandate, they, they, they do an, a request for proposal, they, they do a true search and then there's you know, 50 asset managers, they apply and then they have a short list and then a beauty contest and all that thing. And you know the second guy wins as much as the last guy, which is zero. So winner takes it all. And so this, whatever, say 300 million mandate goes, so he manages it. They stay in for seven years. I mean, you have to really fuck it up for them to yank it away from you in like one or two years. Like you have to, severely screw it up but they typically stay there for seven years and then they do the search again or they whatever review whatever have you um what i'm saying is is that 
in the, the, the pension funds entering this um, space took out a lot of volatility of the high yield market. And I think um, the same is going to happen to Bitcoin. So um, th that's a bit what Greg Foss says, right? I mean, the asset class has to get de-risked. It gets de-risked by, you know, larger market cap. I think it, one trillion is pretty good. Um, but, you know, they're probably going to feel much more comfortable when it's 10 trillion. Um, so, which is what, the lousy 10x from here? So, <laughs> 600 well, grand. Yeah, that's nothing. I mean, so for 600 grand, I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're going to have that in four years. But, um, but they, and they're going to get in, they're going to hold it. Um, and, and that's it. And, and that's like when, when it starts getting a bit more quiet. Now there's arguments against it, uh, and they're probably right too. Is because there's a lot of huddling going on already. The the, the, the supply is quite constrained, uh, like the available supply. Like I understand, eighty percent of all coins are not liquid. Look, I don't know, but I, I have reasons to believe that there's a bit of a replay of what happened to to the high yield market. That's what I think. Interesting. And it, this this has been playing in my mind recently. Uh, from a conversation I had with uh, Bruce Pullman and Andy Edstrom the other day about liquidity. Um, you know, where's this liquidity going to come from when they do come in, when, the, when, when big buyers do come in, where is that liquidity coming from? And it is playing on my mind that there's going to be game theory within liquidity because the, the smaller funds that are already in, like the, the small to mid-sized funds that are already in, all of a sudden, their, their asset allocation balloons. It becomes 10%, 20% of their portfolio. They're going to get a phone call or a tap on the shoulder from the, you know, the chief risk officer, cut the position. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you, this yeah. beautiful reinforcement loop where the plebs just get to eat popcorn on the sidelines. <laughs> Watch. Well, <laughs> well, I can tell you where the liquidity is not coming from. It's not coming from me and it's not coming from you. So, I mean, pay up, bitch. Seriously. I mean, Absolutely. Um, I have zero mercy for these people, you know. Um, no, but I mean, no, I mean, I, I need to be harsh. I mean, they, they do what they can and, and regulation just, you know, doesn't allow them to. But I think you're right. I mean, so if, if you just, just buy 1% of your portfolio and you don't touch the portfolio, I mean, 10 years after that, it's going to be 99% of your portfolio. So, yes. They will get this tap on the shoulder from their risk officer says, listen, uh, trim your position and you, you have to de-risk and, uh, and, and they'll de-risk, you know. And, uh, so How many Bitcoiners in that position are going to just like unplug the laptop and leave and walk out? That, it's like well, you, I, you, you, can, <laughs> you can cut the position. I'm gone. See you later. Like, I don't want that on my freaking watch. No way. <laughs> Well, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, by the time pension funds are in, if anybody who, yeah, no, of course, like I get it. It's, 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 uh, it's a more, but it's not their money anyway. So um, mm -hmm. they just, they just do a job in this. And if, if you are a Bitcoiner and still have to do it, still have to work, I'm one of these cases. So then, yeah, you do, you do what you got to do. But uh, I, I see the moral dilemma. Like, I really do. Like, how can you sell Bitcoin? Right. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh that's that's a that that's a big question. Where's the liquidity going to come from? I really wonder because, um, and this is 
So I think uh, Bitcoin in, 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 in a large uh, part is a war of memes. And one thing that's been really getting traction is the DCA thing. And I mean, Swan Bitcoin is pretty ballsy. You can't even sell on that thing. Like, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exchange that doesn't have a sell button. I, I, but imagine you're a, imagine you're a first time Bitcoiner and you, you, you haven't signed up with the big exchanges. You just went directly to Swan Bitcoin. And then whatever May 2021 happens and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to keep on buying because that's the only thing I can do. Right. And so and so this whole DCA like every day and, and I do that myself. Right. I mean, I, you know, there's Swiss options. Shout out to Relay. They're awesome. They're available in Europe, too. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and I'm I think. I think it's it's just a constant buying pressure that's going to be applied, and I can imagine how, if and when there is a next, say, blow off top or uh, drawdown, bear market, whatever you want to call it, I think it's going to be a bit less harsh than the last one. Uh, I don't know what the last one was like, eighty-five percent, and probably the next one's going to be like a couple percentage points less hard because it has gained traction. Just keep on buying, and then of course it becomes a self-reinforcing kind of dynamic. Um, but you know, who knows, maybe these 80% cold storage coins come out, you know, come next spring, you know, who knows? Um, I personally don't think so. Um, but again, I'm an optimist. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you, you said you've, you've had it in your notice a few weeks back. So are you exiting yeah. Fiat life or are you switching shop or what, what's, what's the plan here? Um, not yet. I can't yet. It's not, it's not good enough. Uh, I don't have enough Bitcoin, but who, who has? <laughs> Nobody. No, um, no, it's, it's time for me to move. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing of big organizations, which is, which is at some point they become inefficient and I'll be joining a small firm that, um, that, uh, is barely three years old. I'm going to be employee number, I don't 19 or so. So, um, and then I'll, I'll also open up my own shop simultaneously um, later next year. So it's, it's really that um, we might be able to plug one of those two ventures into Bitcoin. I think that's doable. Um, and I'll, I'll push for it, certainly. Um, so at least have some of the balance sheet in, in, uh, in Bitcoin. So one of them does traditional things, uh, traditional uh, in the in, in, in the mortgage space. So I think there's place for Bitcoin there. We'll find out how. Um, but I will I will give them the the Bitcoin virus for sure. Uh, I'll try that. And uh, so, but yeah, it's 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 time for me to move. I I wish I could I could exit the rat race. Um, one day I will. And um, then it's going to be. What would a, you focus on then? If you could uh, release yourself from th this is an interesting thing, like uh, a lot of Bitcoiners are facing themselves with a lot of the plebs are being able to release themselves. And then it's like, right, OK, what now? How do I give back to the community? What do I do? Where do I apply my time? Well, the world's fucked up, so you got shit to do. I mean, uh, I think that there are things that need fixing like badly. Um, I would also well, I'm having a chat this Sunday with the Texas Slim, by the way inspired mm -hmm. by the show you had with him. I, I, I heard him do this uh, beef initiative in Texas and I'm like, okay, we can do this here too. So um, I think that's what I would be looking at. I would be looking at somewhat of a local local thing, trying to push for resilience, uh, both on the energy side and on the, um, and on the food side. 
Um, I, I think, um, I think, so uh, it depends, right? I mean, Switzerland lends itself with this direct democracy to quite the intervention from, from, from the people's sides. So you can, you can, if you have a hundred thousand signatures, you can, you can uh, get a, a vote on an initiative that goes into the constitution. So, um, and uh, I mean, the dream scenario is that you kind of, first of all, get, you know, make Bitcoin legal tender. Uh, there is an initiative going on in that direction, by the way, we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but I think what I'd be very, very interested in is small uh, modular reactors um, that ideally I want to have this thing in my backyard. Like that's what I wish for. Um, right now, regulations are very strict you know i think only russia has operating ones um but poland came out recently and said they want to have a couple of them you know and and france is also coming up with 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 these things so um you know that's that's like the political sphere where i would that's like the only place i would go and and try to be influential politically and like okay but that only works if you have enough bitcoiners that understand this so you need more adoption i think we're a bit too small of a group yet worldwide but if this adoption rate of what's Willie was saying, like almost 100%, something around, well, let's leave it at 100%, right? I mean, we should get to 40, 50% of population in or before end of this decade. I mean, way before that. And then you can start doing interesting things because then you have people who are aligned uh, with this idea of, of self-sovereignty, which always will include energy independence and food independence. And if you can fix that, and then that, that that's what I would be focusing on. I know it sounds cheesy, like make the world a better place, but um, I it's not it's not a um, I'm not giving myself up because like I have the most to gain from it. Because if if I have my backyard with an SMR in there, and I can mine my Bitcoin, and, and, and you know my neighbors, I can supply them with energy. They can do the cattle, and, and you know. The, if they want to go on a holiday, I can I can jump in for them and, and stuff like that. And then the kids they're gonna grow up in a normal environment in a real place, and we can homeschool them. And you know, it's this you know grassroots Bitcoin Citadel thing. It's you always come back to it. I think that's what that's what I would do. Like I wouldn't sit around and smoke cigars and <laughs> that's boring. I don't know. I'm too young for that. <laughs> All right. So what what else is on your list of things to hit? And Dude, let's, I have, let's go down these rabbit holes. I have I have something that bugs me a little bit in the in the and how we and how certain how we I don't know. But so the thing is, um, we okay. So so there is, and when you had Texas Slim on on the line, and then of course I, I I'm sure you've heard the podcast with Marty Bent and Laser Hoddle, and mm-hmm. so there is this big thing um, that. They, there's the they, and they scheme and they plan something, be it the Great Reset, whatever have you. And it's this whole, um, there is a conspiracy behind it and, and stuff like that. So I think I, I'm lacking a bit of nuance in this discussion in where everybody seems to agree that it's going to become really shitty just because they say so. Okay, just because this group of people say so. So you know, and I, w- I was wondering, and then I don't know if you, do you, have you heard the one of the other podcasts with Whitney Webb? Not yet. Okay. So Whitney Webb, she's an investigative journalist. She's been on Marty's, Marty Ben's podcast. Yeah. She's awesome. She does like, oh my God, she does awesome work. She un- she cover uncovers connections. Well, it gets scary, right? And so I was wondering, like, 
what, if, what, was, what episode are you referencing? Of oh, I have to, I have to pick up the number. I, I can, I can check it out. Um, what, what but, was the discussion concerning? Well, the dis- well, the whole thing, be it Gates and Epstein and right. uh, uh, that, that kind of, and how Gates is buying up all the farmland, and then mm-hmm. the, probably how he bought Moderna stock way before the pandemic hit, and then Event Two Hundred One. Well, he, he and, definitely bought BioNTech stock. Oh, oh, then it was well. Yeah. BioNTech then I mean right he made some money right I, I don't know what what I don't know what the difference is to him like you buy 50 million of that shit he, does it really make a difference if you're worth 70 billion or 72 like I don't know whatever um but my point is um my point is it, it's it's like here's the thing it looks coordinated mm-hmm. and this is why and this is why um bitcoiners who they look at it and they say, well, this looks so coordinated, so it has to be coordinated. And so I'm, I had this, this thought recently, what if we switch positions? So let's imagine you're one of the Davos clique, right? You need, you're sipping with Klaus Boyschwab and, and all these funny people. <laughs> and, and you're like, listen, Mike, you're an investigative journalist, go out and investigate those Bitcoiners. And then, and what's this guy going to do? He's like, Oh my God! There's all these connections. There's this. There's the plebs, right? And then there's there's Marty, and then he's talking to, and then there's there's Daniel Prince, and he's connected with that. And then, oh my God! Now now this guy's talking to this some some pleb. The bigger picture, he's going to hook him up with Free Private Cities Foundation. Did you see that this is from Titus Gibble? He was in the oil and gas industry. Marty Band is in the oil and gas industry too. Oh my God! They're hedging. Have you seen they even have a senator? Cynthia Lomas is on. And you start seeing all these connections, and and then you go on Twitter and you have somebody like Elon Musk, you know, shit posting about Dogecoin, and then everybody is on him. So this is a coordinated response from the Bitcoiners. Somebody coordinated that, you know. And the next conclusion is there's a Bitcoin council. There's some people that are pulling the strings. You know, does that sound familiar to you? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, Daniel, is there a Bitcoin council? No. Oh. No, there's no Bitcoin Council. However, however, what there is, and this is this is the tricky part, we have incentives and so do they. Okay. The problem, the problem is that they are running on fiat money and we are running on Bitcoin. And the question is what's generating the stronger network? And another question is we sometimes ask is how could you sell your soul to the money printer? Well, if I'm them, I'm going to be like, well, look at these jokers. They're selling their soul to a protocol. I mean, it's a freaking white paper. Are you nuts? I mean, ones and zeros. What's that? The thing is that their network, as the saying goes, it's it's an exclusive club and you're not in it. Ours is inclusive. Heck, $10, you're part of it, right? You buy some sats, okay? And so and so I think I think there it's it I'm I'm missing a bit the the nuance that just because they are scheming and i don't say they don't doesn't mean it has much of an impact the same way i'm scheming you know when i'm having a chat with 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 texas slim and be like okay how can we support local farmers in here so um so i i and then the, the to me the big conspiracy is not that there is an old families club who are controlling the monetary supply i think the really big conspiracy is a very preposterous thing to think and it's like that a lot of people are just very very stupid and they're wrongly incentivized and you know 
the, the thing is that if you have a little bit of a brain, you start saying to yourself, well, there has to be some logic and you're trying to find things and it becomes, it becomes weirder and crazier the more justifications you have to find. But the simple way to look at it is like, well, what about if you know people are just stupid and you have wonderful proof? I mean, go out on the street. Yeah, you're in France, right? I mean, people have to wear a mask in a public transport, right? How many people do you see in the street and in front of the public transport wearing masks? A lot, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Okay, so so take half an hour of research. You'll see that the mask's holes in it are too big to stop aerosols and that they only stop droplets. Well, you ain't talking to nobody while you walk on the street. Take off the fucking mask. Oh, no, you want to inhale all the plastic? Well, good. Really. How much did that take? Half an hour of research, a bit of intellect and courage. But that's the problem. And, and if you so if you go out and have to interact with, with, with a with normal person, right, with any person, and you know, be it you go to do some bureaucracy with the local government or whatever, and you just plainly assume that the person in front of you is stupid as fuck, well, guess what? Nine out of ten times, you'll be proven right. So, I mean, this is the hard thing to imagine. And I had, I had a friend of mine, talk, we talked about this recently. I said, you know, it's always this, is it a conspiracy or are people just stupid? And he said to me, you know what the problem is that, uh, the amount of stupidity is so unbearably high and that's why we a bit more intelligent people tr- try to make sense of it but it's so unbearably high and and i don't you almost can't believe that somebody does something without a plan you know but they do that all the time and it's like headless chickens they're they're running around and then you add that with the bad incentives and literally you can bail out everything with a money printer and that what I'm saying is <clears throat> there is a lot of discussion in the Bitcoin community how it's going to get really bad and supply chains are going to disrupt this and then the food is going to be that and, and, and they're going to steal our digital privacy and everything. That's fine. But if we have that discussion, this is the one extreme. We also have to have a discussion about the other extreme, which is six months from now, we have hyper-Bitcoinization, right? Because we don't have... I mean, we have to talk about this too. Like, what are, what if this whole thing just dissolves itself rather quickly and rather painlessly uh, than, than that? And I think we're having the wrong discussion, but I think we're doing the right thing because what Bitcoiners do is we create the alternative. We are already looking for how can we be more sustainable? How can we be local? How can we have agriculture that's regenerative, that doesn't destroy the soil? When this thing collapses or when it pops, it can you know flow off into this good thing. So I think we're doing the right thing. I just think that we're giving ourselves a bit of a hard time sometimes um, by by you know trying to make this logical. They have this big plan to destroy everything, and we follow only that narrative uh, instead of also discussing the well. What if we get the surprise to the upside? And I, I don't know how coherently I made this argument. Please poke holes in it. I, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. Uh, one thing I did pick up on right at the beginning um, about uh, the network, uh, and this this suddenly dawned on me today, that that fiat meme. You know, your network is your net worth. Now yep. that that is the, the Davos crowd, right? That is what they're thinking. Right. They're they're palm in hands. They're flying in their jets. This is. This is their network, right? This is their physical network is their net worth. Bitcoiners, we just put our network on the internet. Right. That's our network. Right. It's the Bitcoin network and that is our net worth. And that to me was just like, holy shit. It's like, this is, that was like a bit of a, whoa, this, this is the new 
you can just take that meme from the physical space and just put it into the um like uh, the, the the internet metaverse whatever you want to call it um and that was just man that's amazing and this is the transfer of wealth this is what's going to happen because those dinosaurs are going to get shaken out um and to your point about stupidity i get what you mean i really do i i'm i'm forever hopeful and optimistic that it's more a case of people are almost willfully asleep and i hope that they're going to get shaken awake I, you know like bitcoin it 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 wakes people up in so many different ways. We've talked about this so many different times on this show and on others, like, you know, something, all roads lead to Bitcoin, something that you are innately interested in and have a passion for that has been asleep inside of you since the day you slept, you walked it, slept, walked, in, walked into a state education facility and has been repressed ever since. It wants to come out and it will bring it out of you. And this is where I think, um, Bitcoin has a role to play in, on a grander scale of, of improving society because all of a sudden you're being pulled to this uh, this, this beef initiative sort of thing and and uh, you know as are loads loads of people being pulled towards um, good clean food uh, other people being pulled towards um, you know just just better health in general uh, and and imagine imagine the real leap forward we could have in medicine. If it just was not controlled by the the fiat incentives, I mean, it's it's certainly big. All I that the the counter argument to that is though that cognitive dissonance is a bitch. <laughs> yes, it is. And, yeah, you're so right. Uh, and so, the the thing is. Um, I mean, I've, I've spent five years in, in, in therapy. I mean, I had stuff to, to sort out. And then one thing I took away is that healing is only possible um, if, if you want to change. And so if, if you don't want to change, and my therapist once told me I, I had to let go one, one patient after seven years because she didn't want to change. And that, that there's only so much you can do. I think, I think however, that... Um, because Bitcoin touches so many aspects of life, uh, it has a chance to docking on to some receptors where the brain of a neurotic person hasn't been touched yet. So I'll give you an example. My, uh, my mom doesn't want to hear anything about central bank digital currencies. So she, was, she was born in the, in the late 50s in, 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 let's call it, you know, Eastern Europe, Soviet style country. Um, However, when I ask her, oh, so tell me, you know, when shit got bad, I mean, who was doing all right? The people in the cities or the people, the people outside? She's, oh no, when you were, you know, when you had your own little garden, you were all right. I mean, the people in the city, they had problems. And I'm like, so you see the benefits of being self-reliant and being able, how about if these people could have transacted without permission, right? For their, oh, that would have been great. I'm like, there you go. That's Bitcoin, right? And she's like, oh, Interesting. But if I told her before, look, they're going to try CBDCs, inflate your money away. She's like, oh, my pension is safe. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like, that's, 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 that's the good thing about Bitcoin is that it infiltrates everything. Give me any topic and I, and yeah, I can link it to Bitcoin. Okay. And so, and so somebody who 
I mean, look, what is, I think, I think a brilliant example is Jimmy Song's book, um, uh, Thank God for Bitcoin, The Moral Case for Soundbite. I think that's like the subtitle. Um, he hijacks with a network, Bitcoin. He uses Bitcoin, the network, to hijack another network, which is Christians. And so you can go on and hijack all these networks of networks of networks so it can, it can nest in. And, and I think that is one of the ways we should go for it. The next thing to should, we should hijack musicians. Look at, uh, uh, what's this, uh, the, the football player's name um, that Jack Mollers is, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Well, he gets paid in Bitcoin. Russell O'Connor. Uh, yes, Russell. I mean, fantastic. I mean, is he going to be the only football player who's going to get paid in Bitcoin? No, there's others. Okay, they, this is going all by itself. And so it's, it's, it's this beautiful thing where it can hijack everything um, step by step. And that's like, that's my big hope is that Bitcoin is not a single issue. You know, whereas if you tell somebody, well, you have to save and invest for your retirement uh, and let's pretend there is no Bitcoin, I mean, they would have to get down and dirty with stocks and bonds and, and whatnot. And most people don't have the time for that. But if they can, you can plug in Bitcoin into pretty much everybody's life somewhere. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm with you once that's done. I mean, the Renaissance 2.0 doesn't even begin to describe it. I mean, we've lost so much time. We've lost the, the last hundred and what is it? 10 years. I mean, this is so lost. Uh, who somebody did the math? I mean, they stole more time from us than than from enslaving, you know, all slaves on the American continent. I mean, can yeah, Breed Love imagine? did that math. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in think um, about it. money, uh, money, uh, masters and slaves. Um, it was yeah, they, it was incredible. When they, when you read that, it's like what? Yeah, I mean, they talk about other people's money, OPM. I'm like OPT, other people's time. How about that? I mean, because that shit, you you're not getting it back. I mean. So, yeah, uh, that is that is the thing I I'm, I'm 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 so hoping for because it's really if you think about it I mean you go and work and you make whatever twenty dollars and you're able to command a, a a waiter's time you know today in 2021, but you won't be able to command the same waiter's time you know in in 25 years for the same amount of money and and then you're like well what what did I work for? Mm-hmm. And that's that's very very discouraging. Um, uh, you you really you really wonder what's the sense what's 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 the point of living if you cannot store your 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 productive output, uh, which in, if you not can store your time, I mean. Uh, and yeah, to touch on that, uh, like the the salary again. That um, yeah, you make that twenty dollars, but then all of a sudden, minimum thirty percent of that has to go to the state. Right in the form of tax, and even though you are, yeah, you're, you're talking about that waiter's time. You're paying tax to him. You're paying tax for the goods that you're buying. You're paying tax at the uh, the petrol station. Every step you take throughout your day, you're paying tax on something, and then you die, and then you own or your 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 the the people that you leave behind have to store out of the estate, and you have to pay in like uh, what's it called uh, inheritance tax on on the person that's died it's just a total milking of a human being's energy it is it is it has uh i don't i don't don't know i mean i i think it's 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 a gigantic fraud it's it's a huge theft 
I mean, I think what we just have to come to terms with is that you're not going to have a Nuremberg trial 2.0, 3.0, whatever, where people are being accused of time theft. I mean, that's just, I really think that for our own personal, um, for our own personal or for our own inner inner peace, we shouldn't seek revenge on, on that because we were just born in the time we were born and it is upon us to, to you know, make this network grow. Um, there's a great quote, I forgot who it was. It says, um, sometimes the man, sometimes you might think it's the man who makes the epoch, but actually it's the epoch who makes the man. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in that sense, I mean, we didn't choose to be born in whenever we were born, but um, we, we can, you know, but, and we can grieve. And, and yes, we have to understand this is time theft and theft of energy and productive output. <clears throat> but, um, you know, the best thing we can do or the worst thing is we can do is seek revenge, right? That's this whole reparation bullshit that's going on everywhere in the world. and Everybody's a victim and has special rights and whatnot. No, the productive thing to do is to say, all right, we draw a line. Uh, that was yesterday and we're going to make a better future for our kids. Uh, and, and not that it was the intention, but whoever is perpetrating the old system, it's going to make them mad as fuck. I don't say that's the goal. It's it's a it's it's a byproduct of it. But b- because we're so involved into living this good life, we don't even have time to care about whomever wants to you know promote the old system. And because you know, as you as you said, I mean, our network is on the internet and it's much more accessible, much more open than than their fiat uh, you know network. And things can go fast. I mean, things can break down really fast. I I, I asked my mom. You know, she, her 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 brother flew in 1975 and, and he was shouting from, from the rooftops, it's going to collapse. The Soviet union's broke and you're all going to see it's not sustainable. Hey, he was wrong for 15 years. And my mom, she went away in 87. And I, I asked her recently. So if somebody had told you back then, you know, that three years from now, it was going to collapse. What would you have said? She's like, never, I wouldn't have believed it, you know? And so these, these also stable looking systems, they, they can go down really fast. I mean, that's, that's why they got so scared of, 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 you know, the 6th of January thing, you know, it's scary because, you know, it doesn't take much. It, and the disconnect is, is, is so big. I mean, uh, between the ruling classes disconnect is so big that uh, I mean, a fantastic uh, way to visualize it is uh, in Romania that that Ceausescu had his last Mm -hmm. speech and it's filmed, right? He's on this huge building and he had this idiotic idea to gather all the people together and and he was starting this, he was feeling that things are not all right and he was gathering them all together. He was starting making this speech about how socialist Romania is also great. And somehow a little bit of a brawl starts in the crowd, right? And, you know, it's like a network growth and people are just like, and his wife's standing next to him and the microphone is on and he turns left and you, I don't know, Dan had the exact translation, but he's like something along the lines of, well, what is their problem? You know, see? And that's like the disconnect. It's like, huh? Well, what's the problem now? It used to be all right, you know. And and then things go fast. And then a couple of minutes later, the guy had to be in a helicopter, you know. And, and he, he got out. But I mean, a couple of days later, you know, he was put against the wall and they shot him. Didn't take much. I mean, a swift military tri- tri- tribunal and 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 guy's gone. I mean, it goes very fast. So 
so these things they they can last for longer than than you can imagine but when they go they go fast and they typically don't come back so um i i'm i'm a bit skeptical with all these um grand ideas of a new society and a transformed owning nothing and being happy Bretton Woods 2.0 thing I think we've gotten used over the last 50 years of government saying this is we're going to do this and then they do it and but I think this time is ending I I, I don't think that all their plans are going to translate into reality I, I think you and I have had plans about our lives and then things turned out differently and you know that's fine but we could adapt, you know, I mean, I, I, I had plans and some of them got crushed severely, um, but their stakes are super high. Ours weren't at the time. You say, okay, I'm not going to marry that woman. I'm going to marry that other. And it turns out that was the right thing, right? I mean, you know, fate did the right thing to you, um, but the stakes aren't as high for you. You know, you can, but to them stakes are high. It's all or nothing. And, and I'm, I'm not sure this is all going to work because the resistance is just too distributed. It's too technically competent. I mean, look, you're running a node. I'm running a node. You know, you think Christine Lagarde can go fuck off. I mean, you know, she can't read two lines of code. Okay, I can't either. But, you know, it's I can run a node. I'm, I'm not even sure she knows what a Raspberry is. So, so it's... I'm not convinced of this whole grand dream and this new leap forward. And I don't know. I just. They're out of, they're out, they're all out of their minds, mate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's like you said, it's a disconnect on a grandest scale. And I, I look across the, the channel at the UK and um, you know, I, I'm from there, of course. And I look at Boris Johnson, I'm like, my God, does, does he have a brain cell between his ears? I mean, this is a classic public schoolboy, uh, traumatized, you know, huge parent trauma, mummy, daddy trauma growing up. Um, <clears throat> the kind of kid that would have been bullied his whole life and, you know, completely made fun of by even like the... It's a weird thing in 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 the UK. He went to a private school, but they still call it a public school. Go, you know, there's double speak for you right there. Uh, <clears throat> and they all end up as uh, the prime minister. All these Etonians, and they're all spoon fed the the answers to all their tests. They that they've never you know mixed with the oiks, as they would say. That that they have no clue, mate, of what is going on on the actual street. Like zero idea. No, but I think deep down below, they know that they're worth nothing. I think, mm -hmm. you know, that Leonard Korn song, Everybody Knows. Well, I think when two people meet, they intuitively can gauge their individual levels of inner peace. And, you know, and um, it, what I like to do is um, I like to watch these um these debates and I turn off the sound. I just watch the mimic of the guys. Right. And one thing I, I remember that was so distinct because it triggered uh, a memory. So let me go back a step. Uh, it, when you go to class in, in, in Germany, let's say it's a class of 30 kids and they, at the beginning of the year, they, they vote for a class leader and he's kind of representing, I don't know, there's 
probably there's a word not in english you know what i mean so yeah, he's like, supposed to be like the head boy or something on a class yeah, exactly and they pick two right they pick a girl and a boy yeah right exactly yeah yeah head boy and head girl yeah head boy head girl supposed Despicable, to by the way <laughs> yeah well they're supposed to uh represent the interests in front of like mm -hmm. 10 year old kids shut up interest i mean let's go out and play okay anyway right and so he's so supposed to yeah and interfere if there is like mobbing or anything so it's a bit of a you know group leader kind of thing so now i remember when we voted for for you know the head boy or the head girl um when the vote was you know made final the, he and him they shouted out in joy and were happy about it yes yes it, I, it's me this year you know okay when von der Leyen, ursula von der Leyen, when she was voted in on whatever fucking position she was voted in, it's a pretty huge one that she got in brussels or so she was jumping in joy like this little 12 year old kid like oh my can you can you believe this she was looking left and right is this me is it really really is it, this this is me this is the i'm i made it i made it oh my god i'm an important person and that's the people who are making decisions for us you know mentally unstable people uh probably some neurotic shit going on most certainly uh totally shitty relationship to their parents, you know, and um, deep down below, they know they, they are not worth, you know, very much. And um, we here in Switzerland, we support uh, a bit of a resistance group. And we had people who went to press conferences and spoke for our cause. After two weeks, we had to take them down and they had to take a month of rest. Because a normal person cannot withstand the bullshit that's being thrown at you. You have to be mentally sick to take this in and use it as fuel and become even more of a fighter. So there is a negative self-selection in politics. Absolutely. And I, I notice it because these are the people I can go out and go, go not have a beer, but throw something on the grill, you know. Uh, but And they're nice people. And that's why they suffer under even remotely a bit of this politician job. So, um, yeah, totally ruled by uh, incompetent and mentally sick people who, you know, they should go to a therapist. Of course, they don't. Um, but um, and the thing is that uh, Bitcoin does not fix this. What Bitcoin does is it fixes, it takes away their weapons. So if you are around a sick person who wants to kill you but is being restrained by a jacket and can't do it that's fine too you know uh i guess i will always hold out a hand and say look man if you want to change you know i can try and help you but if you don't want to you can't harm me either so you know it's your choice so that's uh, that's what we need i mean we need bitcoin to take away the tools of the maniacs And uh, that's at the core. I think that's Bitcoin's message. You know, become peaceful or starve to death. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, man. What um, you, you you mentioned therapy. If you don't mind me asking, what what kind of um, learnings have you brought out from that? Because you know, like not everybody is turning the television to mute to watch the body language of politicians you've clearly learned something on on your journey here and i'm wondering if um, that's tied into to bitcoin and um what what other kind of things uh, you've learned yeah um 
So therapy is um, a concept. The one I went to is a concept funded by Habib Davanlu, D-A-V-A-N-L-O-O. He's in Canada. I don't know if he's still alive. Last time I checked, he was 90 plus years old. So it's I always mix it up, intensive, short-term, dynamic, something therapy. It's a very, very aggressive therapy where um, you sit in front of your therapist and there's a mirror next to you and there's a camera pointed at you at the mirror. So every session is recorded. And uh, it's being reviewed. It's like an insurance and it's hardcore shit. I mean, it's no lying on the couch. Like, so how are you today? No, it's like, okay, can we see what you feel? And so, yeah, but why do you have a wall with me now? And, you know, really, really getting down to, to very primitive feelings. And um, I, I think what I've learned is that um, forgiving someone is primarily a selfish act because it helps you who forgives the most um, because if you can forgive the other person means that you don't have to carry the hate in you anymore and if you don't carry the hate you you have you know space and and an energy for other more constructive things so i think i think that's that's that and um typically what you get good at is because you've felt it yourself is you get good at spotting um defense mechanisms so if I'm like, um, uh, well, why didn't you, why didn't you this and that? And then somebody's like, well, you don't have to tell me what, blah, blah, blah. And they start getting defensive. Like, you know, that's what you see it in the body language too. It tenses up and uh, they start uh, articulating more with their hands and everything or, or the neck gets tense. These are things that they just, because I see myself, my former self in them, then that, that kind of, that's maybe something I don't want to say I've learned, but it's, it's just, it reminds me. And, and then I, I, some, I think one of the, one of the things that, that seems to happen a lot is people confuse um, people for their parents. So what, if somebody's not being nice to you or if somebody say your, say your mother has been neglecting you, right. She didn't acknowledge your success at, in school or whatever, or she just, you know didn't give you all the attention because she gave it more to your brother or sister and then when somebody else does it to you he doesn't acknowledge you you start to project your mother into him right your boss for example doesn't pat you on the back every once in a while hey you did a great job and you start confusing these things and it's and that's i think that's that's what what happens to a lot of people and and i think most of our politicians that's what happens to them i mean they they just confuse um you know the world around them for some enemy that's that i mean i'm i'm not your mother i'm not your father i i didn't beat you up when you were a kid leave me alone and so, no you act the same way when you don't listen to me when you don't put on that mask i'm gonna punish you for it like my dad punished me rah 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 revenge you know and so well i mean yeah that's i yeah i mean it's very unfortunate because these things happen by accident. I mean, it's really not, the mother didn't mean to be a better mother to the one child than to the other. Uh, the, the mother who passed away early on, she didn't mean to pass away and put such a gap and let the child have a very hard decision. Do I, do I admit all this pain, which is so incredibly high that I'm probably gonna die from it, or do I find a slick solution and just pretend she ran away and, and hate her for it, right? Because that's a choice children have to make at an early age, right? So th this is not intentional. I mean, it, unfortunately, humans are this double-edged sword where we, we can be so brilliant 
I mean, Einstein has genetically the same setup as as Adolf Hitler did, you know, and then one, you know, did horrible things and the other one enabled us, you know, with this math that enabled us to this cough call we're having right now, probably some of the tech we're using now is running on, on his findings, right? And, and it's the same. And this is this double-edged sword. It can go horribly wrong and, and it can be just amazing. And I, I don't know if there's a fix for that, honestly. I just think that we have to remove a lot of the environment that, that just enable these things. This is why I'm so happy to see that you have your kid at home uh, because you 99.9% have reduced the risk of bullying. Um, and that's just that's just, I mean, she can learn now in a, in a stress-free environment. Like she, like I would have loved to learn as, as, I mean, you don't learn for 60 minutes, you know, and math and then jump to literature or whatever. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that's like the, the biggest thing. Again, we want to have Bitcoin so that we can create this environment where the risk of these fatal fuck-ups is significantly reduced. And uh Maybe we get a better society through that and don't have to send everybody to therapy because that's not a doable task. <laughs> I know. I think there's a lot of Bitcoiners that are considering therapy right now uh, because of the... Um, and I don't say that in uh, like um, an off-the-hand manner. Right? The, the, these are conversations that have been had openly on other pods. I know Gigi has talked about this uh, a fair amount. It affects you. If it, once you realize, once people realize, I mean, here's the here's the big one, right? I was born in 1976. Therefore, my whole life has been, you know, built on a foundation of lies. Yeah. And you're like, fucking hell. Like every every minute of my existence. Well, don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, not every, I mean, I, I, I sure hope there were some moments of love and truth between you and your parents. I mean, don't. Uh, oh, you know. no, 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 absolutely. But like the, you know, the bedrock foundation of our, um, of our monetary system and like, you know, that this, uh, this, um, like the, the, the mechanism that we use to convey value to each other and, uh, information, uh, was all complete nonsense. Yeah. Um, like the, the bedrock, the core of it. And it's just like, man. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, but what can you do? I mean, you you, you have to find a way to, to forgive them who have, who have, you know, yeah, who have done what they have done because otherwise you're just going to run around with this tr tremendous hate. I mean, look, there are some high-profile Bitcoiners I'm scratching my head. I mean, I've heard things like, oh, when hyper-Bitcoinization, no-coiners are going to clean my shoes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, um, you need help. You know, I mean, you really do, uh, you know, f and the thing is, the thing is, unfortunately, you know, well, maybe I'm just not, I wasn't smart enough, but unfortunately, I don't think it works by going to a Tony Robbins uh, seminar and it doesn't work by reading this magic book. It's a very hard process to change your brain because these things, they are, uh, you know, saved in a way that they cannot be deleted. They can only be overwritten. So if you cannot overwrite it with experience, with guided experience, then um, then good luck. I mean, you're not going to read that book and be a different person. Uh, you know, the only thing where I see potential, but then again, subject to a lot of research is probably psychedelics. That's probably an option where you could see like yeah, experience the world again through a different lens 
Um, it, there are reasons to believe that that might work. Um, old cultures have used it and always with somebody next to you, which is again, coming back to the guided thing. Um, so, but I don't think we're there yet. So currently the most promising thing on an individual level is, um, is I've, I've looked it up, uh, by the way, intensive, short-term dynamic psychotherapy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not the Holy grail. I mean, for some people, something works for others, others, but I've, I, yeah, I mean, but I'm happy to see, like, we can point fingers and say, oh, you're fucked up and you're also fucked up and you too should go. This No, I'm happy to see that these discussions happen. And this is what gives me so much joy. I mean, Bitcoiners seem to be willing to be critical of themselves. And uh, that's a fucking hard thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, cognitive dissonance is a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I would... Like last question concerning this, I, I'd be fascinated to know that you're obviously on a huge journey already, um, introspection uh, and doing all of the work that you were doing. Uh, and I don't know, four fifths of the way into this, along comes Bitcoin and turns your mind upside down, or does that straighten it out? You know, when, when how did those paths collide? You know, for you, once, once that came along. Oh, they didn't collide. It was just, it joined me like a dog joins you randomly on a walk through the woods. Oh man. Yeah. It was just very natural. I said, Oh, here you are. All right. Come on. Let's you know, go. No, there's no clash. There is no mind blowing moment. It was like, I had it in the back of my mind since, since 2009 and I never took it. To, but then I was like, Oh, that's the thing. Oh, cool. Oh, well that, that, you know works perfectly oh that fits into libertarianism oh that fits into austrian economy come along man let's 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 go for a walk and we've been walking ever since (laughs) yeah no clash just natural love it great analogy too all right what what else is on your list We, we, we we must be crossing a lot of stuff off yeah i have one question to you i've been you've been in finance yeah yes Okay, I have this thing that I'm I'm scratching my head. So can we imagine a world where there is like hyper Bitcoin? So it's no more fiat, right? We got these 21 million Bitcoin, that's it. So let's, for the sake of argument, pretend there are no lost coins because then we can operate 21. Okay, so, uh, so the S&P 500, how does the chart look like? Because <laughs> obviously it can't go up forever. Now, here's what I've been thinking. And please poke holes into this idea. Um, I think the chart's going to oscillate. We are going to have business cycles, but the, the it's going to oscillate on longer and longer frames. So the cycle is going to get longer and longer and the magnitude is going to get smaller and smaller. Um, but I don't know, like, what's the point of holding equity then? Which mm-hmm. kind of is the second question that begs them, what's the risk-free rate, you know? So probably the risk-free rate should something should be something along the lines of the natural deflation rate. So say whatever, which is expresses itself directly in Bitcoin purchasing power. So if you have economy that grows two three percent, you. So how do you? I don't. Like, how does a stock index look like in a Bitcoinized world? Like that's like I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Man, you're blowing my mind with that question. I wish we had Preston on this right now because he he would be able to just like I, you know throw I something know. back at us, but. Yeah, I mean, would you even want to hold stock in a company if you're holding Bitcoin? It's not like you place your gold into an S&P 500 company, right? You, you never did that in the past. 
Uh, you've got the well it has to outperform sorry it has right, to yeah. outperform your your natural purchasing power increase of say three percent because the economy grows at three percent mm-hmm. so if it can do that but it can only do that for yeah of course because otherwise there wouldn't be no equity so but i mean it's it's a weird concept to think about because and, and how did it and how did the companies even operate how do they look because their incentives have been turned completely upside down like their incentives before were you know move fast and break things and you know just borrow as much fiat as you can buy back your stock pump up the price and all of this awful financial engineering that's been going on nobody knows what a company does right now they're all complete fucking zombies we don't know the product that's actually earning them any cash it's it's all nonsense. So you turn that all upside down and you put everybody, every company on a hard money standard. Do you even need a stock market? Like that's the, that's the first question. Well, you are going to have equity in companies that's going to exist because you got to, it's not going to be debt based for sure. Well, it, well why do companies go public in the first place? They want to raise money so they can then, but if you know, well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, they can raise money because they can use the public markets to get broader reach. That's fine. I've, yeah, no, I see, I see where you're going with this, but the, like, we can also not have a world where, where we don't. Yeah, I don't know. Ask, ask Preston next, next time you have him on the show. This has it's, been so, how does the S&P 500 look like in a Bitcoinized world? What's the chart look like? <laughs> <laughs> this is mind-blowing. You, you just have to like erase everything. Like you'd, you'd have to pick a day, like, you know, right. Everything now. On a Bitcoin standard, whatever we had before, like uh, who said it the other day, Svetsky, all your cycles are broken. Mm. You know, we've had all your models are broken, like, you know, forget that. But yeah, all your cycles are broken because as soon as we move on to a hyper Bitcoinized world, it's a blank canvas. I, I don't know. It has to it has to do something. I mean, I well, don't know. Do, do you just like that the S&P 500 goes to zero companies and it's like, right, okay, the, the only way you can list your company now on the S&P 500, well, the S&P whatever, 50, yeah. <laughs> we've got 50 slots, uh, you, you have to be 100% uh, uh, collateralized with Bitcoin. I don't know. It's, and then, of course, all the Bitcoin holders are st- sitting there on the sidelines thinking, okay, that's great. What what product do you make? Okay, brilliant. D- do I want to take a punt on that with the most pristine asset that I've ever owned? Sure. People with thousands of thousands of coins might do. Well, it puts a lot of uh, productivity pressure on whoever does a company. I mean... Mm-hmm. Certainly, there's a huge purge of zombie companies. They're all going to go away. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, what's left is going to be companies who really address uh, a need and who really add value. And um, well, here, here, again, incentives, right? The only reason anybody invests in the stock market in the first place is to try and make more money. Right. So if you can grow your Bitcoin stash by being invested in that company that does um, flying taxis, because you think that then remote areas can be accessed better and you live in a remote area, yeah, you might want to invest mm-hmm. into that because if they can make a, a credible business plan showing how they're going to grow and how they're going to capture market share from taxis who drive up the hill in three hours and they can fly you up there in half an hour. 
you know, if they have a solid business plan and then they can demonstrate and then you'd be like, okay, I see how you're going to produce cash flows. And so I'm going to make my money back in 10 years and then some. Yeah, and you trust you the founder? Right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's all that. Well, it's like today, right? I mean, you yeah. have to, you have to, as I said, a credible business plan, and then money is at risk. That's why I'm saying it has to be above the risk-free rate, mm-hmm. and the risk-free rate is probably something along the lines of in the, in the order of you know whatever the economy grows, which equals the uh, uh, purchasing power gain of of, of Bitcoin. Then. So companies should exist, but it's going to be a very, very selective, yeah, a very strong selection. Um, and if every yeah. product that is being produced is facing a wall of deflation. How do salary negotiations look like? <laughs> I know. <laughs> boss, boss, please don't cut my salary by more than 3% next year. Uh, I'll try, man. It's all upside down, but it's it's good because it's it's exerting so much productive pressure on anybody this, who wants to do. I had this conversation with Canute the other day. Um, I I should probably do a part with him about it. Like um, I've been thinking more and more about it. It's great that you brought this up. Like upside down world. I mean, that's that hyper Bitcoinization is upside down world if you think about it. Um, no, and if the you, current world is upside down. Yeah, true. <laughs> Bitcoin's the right way up. Exactly, it's it's writing the boat. Yeah. Um, the the idea of and the way I was trying to explain it very um, uh, in very much layman's terms to my wife the other day, it's like you know, think about hyperinflation. In times of hyperinflation, you're going to get up that morning and you're going to rush out because you know. The loaf of bread that was 30 cents yesterday is going to be three euros today. Right. And then tomorrow you repeat the same thing because you know the loaf of bread that was three euros today is going to be 30 tomorrow. And then 30 becomes 300 and 300 becomes 3000. And by the end of the week, you're paying 3 million euro for a, a loaf of bread. And right now imagine that in reverse. So you go out today, your loaf of bread's two euros. Then the next day it's 150, the day after that it's one. And you know anything that you're ever gonna buy ever again for the rest of your life is gonna go down in price. You're like, oh. Well, well it hits a point, right, where um, your capital stock becomes so big that you can bear. If you have one Bitcoin, can you bear one Satoshi? Probably yes. So if the inflation is is hits, so if the deflation has been so strong, I mean, you can probably allow yourself to, very, very, very much like like somebody who's sitting on on twenty thousand Bitcoin. You know, he can say, well, "Okay, I mean, I can spare a few of those." <laughs> well, hopefully not, but well, whatever they want. I mean, it's their life, right? But uh, I can get the house now, and you yeah. know, the house is not going to outperform Bitcoin, and then, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a safe but, place for us to live, and you know. It, right yeah right exactly at some point that, that's like the whole that's the bullshit argument of of this deflation and then everybody's going to withhold yeah for how long are you going to withhold that 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 juicy beef that you mm-hmm. need to function a day no, you, two three absolutely but, you're gonna you're going to specifically hone in on the needs in life rather than the wants especially at the beginning which we've already started experiencing as bitcoin as you know selling chairs and yeah 
I mean, that that's that's that that is exactly what's going to happen. And um, what I again, the the pressure is going to be on the producers to offer a product that somebody's willing to give their their very precious sets for. And um, there's going to be an equilibrium at some point. You know, of course, prices can go to zero, but they're going to trend to zero and you know, if they have fallen by 99.999%, then you can be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy that car now for 250 <laughs> sets. At this point, we're probably yeah. going to have to split Satoshi's right into milli sets. And, um, but oh, don't tell Francis Ford Coppola. She, she was, she doesn't want to, but if you can it. split it, that means there's like endless, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Come on. Okay. <laughs> No, stupid people. I mean, people are stupid, and I'm this. The thing is, like, so, so that's like Satoshi's quote. If 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 you don't get it, I I don't have the time to tell you. Like, mm -hmm. These people are just gonna they're they're gonna learn, and if they don't learn, they're gonna starve to death. And then you know what can you do? I think people underestimate the fact that I I believe there will be a time, and it's not too far in the future where you're not gonna be able to buy Bitcoin anymore. Um, because nobody's going to sell it for fee. Like, I'm buying every day, and I tell you, Daniel, I'm wondering who the fuck is selling to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, imagine you, Lauren, and myself, we sit down, your wife is joining us as well, and we're playing a, a round of Monopoly, right? And, mm -hmm. and whatever. At some point, we stop, and like you have, you, you take this paper money, you walk into a bank in, in France and be like, hey, I, I won at you know, Monopoly, give me some euros. And they're like, sure, here are 250 euros for your paper, worthless paper money. And they give you like, quote unquote, real money. It's the same thing. I mean, people will be like, what? Fiat? Yeah, go away. I'm only selling my sets for your productive time. It's the only thing. So um, there's going to be soon a time where people won't accept I you know, I don't know if it's in 10 years or so, but uh, at some point, you know, fiat becomes irrelevant. It's like, say you have a portfolio of stocks and bonds, and I ask you, what's the worth of your portfolio in Venezuelan Bolivar? And you say, I don't know. And I say, well, do you care? And you say, no. And I say, should you care? And you say, no, too, because it's irrelevant. The same way the net worth measured in German Reichsmark 1929 is just, it's irrelevant. So... Good luck. I mean, buy now or work for it later on. And that's that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, totally. Mate, um, did you want to touch on the SNB? Oh, yeah, very briefly. I mean, we're running over time, I figure. Um, so the... Okay, so the SM, very, I, I'm not super familiar with it, but the SMB has a statute in it that they have to buy gold, okay? Or they have to hold gold. And what what... The initiative wants to do is they want simply to add the two worlds and Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. SMB holds blah 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 holds gold, and they want to add and Bitcoin. So basically, it would include it in the reserves. Now, frankly, between you and I, I don't think there's enough Bitcoiners who are yet you know in Switzerland there are not enough Bitcoiners to uh, flip you know the vote. But what it's good is if we get the 100,000 signatures, then there is going to be a vote, which means there is going to be a discussion. So it's going to bring attention. And so that's probably, you know, publicity. So I think that's um, that's where things are going. It's a bit early. 
there is BTC Swiss, I think, uh, is his Twitter handle. Uh, you can you, you can you can follow them, and then they are launching this. They're, they're helping. I'm having a chat with one of the guys. Um, I think next week, see see what they're up to, how serious they are. See if we can support them. They are in front. They're in the French speaking part. Maybe we can do some German content for them. Um, just help wherever we can. But um, it's going to be interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, publicity, I guess, would be, is that like the primary kind of goal here or actually to force the SNB to, to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet? Well, if it's an initiative, it's going to be in the Constitution. So, right. you know, Holy shit. Yeah, you can put things directly into the Constitution here in Switzerland with a, with a vote. How much of an effect do you think that would have on, if any at all, if, if it if it was holding bitcoin does it have that psychological effect over the institution over everybody that works there and that trickle down effect into the different cantons or is it just tying up bitcoin in the swiss national bank how much of an effect on the employees did, did it have when microstrategy added bitcoin some some got in see the thing is like some got in touch with a topic for the first time some got infected mm -hmm. others refused it um i think the network ultimately grows and it's beneficial to the network and the smb is just going to be one more holder uh and if they have a node there's just going to be one more node and if they and if they start you know talking shit over their node my node's not going to accept it just like jack said and that's it comply or do your own thing and good luck with that next bitcoin network i mean have fun staying poor um i, I think it's gonna infect people yeah ultimately it will and it's it's the, the the really i think where it really kicks off is that it's gonna signal to other banks central banks whoops um so and other governments and uh fun story bulgaria seized two hundred thousand bitcoin a couple of years ago they still hold them so they're a big mm -hmm. holder um so it's not only it's not only el salvador um but um yeah it, it's gonna trigger the the game theory a, mm -hmm. a bit harder um so look whatever puts fomo in the market i like to see that it being it would bring a huge amount of uh, legitimacy to to the space obviously and a huge you know let's let, let's say there's some kind of overreach by european central bank for example right yeah we're going to ban bitcoin smb are going to turn around throw their lawyers at it like nah you ain't because uh we're here to defend it well they're not in the european union but um mm -hmm. so switzerland has a bit of a euro swiss franc kind of issue going on because the swiss franc is too strong so they have to devalue it all the time and mm -hmm. they print Swiss francs and buy euros and dollars and Apple stock and whatnot. Um, by the way, they hold, I think they hold, they hold Tesla. Yes, they do. So they, they are so long, they're long Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah, if you want it or not, you're long Bitcoin. Everybody, everybody's a Bitcoiner. Some don't know it yet. So, uh, you know, but uh, we, we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very interesting the next, uh, the next couple of years, I'm sure. So, um, and we're yeah. all along for the ride, plebs. We are. We are. Just fill that bucket of popcorn, sit back, watch, stack daily, DCA into it. Doesn't it matter the price. Really doesn't, whether it's 60,600, keep buying. 
no it's around it's mercy. a rounding error it's a rounding error at these prices so was there anything else on your list that you wanted to touch no, on? No, but I know I know something is on your list. That's your last question, your typical last orange pill question, right? Absolutely. Like, I just wanted to make sure we'd. Uh, no, I've, cr I've crossed it off. I feel bad, man. I hijacked your show. I invited myself, and I was like, I got this list of things. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I love the fact that you've come prepared. It's uh, it's brilliant, and we were actually supposed to do this yesterday, but we get to do it on Pump Day as well, which is even better. Right. Uh, so I'm looking at the price right now, sixty-two thousand three hundred sixty. Which we, uh, we started at sixty-one three, man. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. We're, See, yeah. talk, talking about the S&P, push it up another 1K. There yeah. you go. 62,400 has been the high of, um, of the day so far. So we're close. We are very, very close to, uh, well, everybody's got a different, I mean, it, it says on Bitbo the high print was 63,558. It's in trouble. It's, in, it's totally in trouble. Central All-time high is coming. It is. We love those days. All right, well, you know the question. If you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? I would give it to whomever becomes the next German chancellor. Because it's, uh, it's an 80 million people country. It has a strong industrial base still. And I want my home country to get back to its roots of, you know, classical liberal 1870-something Germany who invented a lot of things, produced a lot of things, and I want them to get back to that to that place where they can be the real driver uh, through innovation of the European continent instead of just being pushers of uh, cheap currency. That's good for them and bad for the others. And uh, so I, I, I was thinking hard of whom I give it to, but I ended up with, with uh, whoever is, they still figure it out, I think, but whoever is it, uh, I'll give it to them. And how long is we call her Angela, but I think it's Angela. Like, how do you pronounce Angie? <laughs> Just Ange. Old Ange. Uh, how old long Ange. has she been in there? Like uh, uh, 16, 16 years, man. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's what you can welcome to Germany. You can be a former, you know, uh, secret service member and make it to the top ranks. I mean, yeah, you can bail out the entire continent. It's it's insane. I mean, look, we need to get rid of politics. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we need to shrink this whole thing. And one hundred percent, I'm one hundred percent behind that. I really am, especially after the last two years of of watching this. You know, it'll it'll be all right. It'll, it'll, yep. it'll be all right. It'll, it, it'll come to a grind. And when people don't know where to go, the Bitcoin ecosystem is going to be there, I'm sure. So. All right. Great place to leave it, mate. Thanks for reaching out and thanks for coming Thank on the you. show. Really appreciate uh, your time. Thank you for your time. All right, Daniel. Have a great day. See you, mate. Yeah, bye. Hey, plebs. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that rip with that bigger picture. Go follow him on Twitter. You'll find him in the show notes or in the title of this episode, his Twitter handle. Uh, great rip. Love these plebisodes. Um, keep them coming. And I'm uh, going to have to follow up with Preston, maybe Andy as well, about this idea of what does the S&P 500 or any stock market for that matter, any bourse, look like 
after a hyper bitcoinized world because uh, yeah it's still a mind bender i, I still can't get my um, kind of thinking straight on that one uh, it'd be great to go down that uh, that path of thought with those guys as well so yeah look out for that one i'll reach out and uh, and see what they think uh, before we sign off here i just want to say a huge thank you to all of the plebs that are supporting the show this is episode now 202 it's been crazy that this many episodes have hit the wire already i'm still really loving it so if you've got any ideas for content or if you want to come on just reach out anytime i'm really happy to help anybody else out i'm gonna leave it there make sure you go get your tickets use code bitten to get your tickets for the miami conference 6 9th of april 2022 use the stacking services in your country if you're in the us you can use swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten Across Europe, you can use relay.ch forward slash bitten. In the UK, you can use coincorner.com and make sure that you sign up for their auto buys. Keep that sterling cost average going as much as you can, but make sure you're using a wallet. Please use the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition from shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. That will get you a 5% discount on anything in your basket. It's really important you take control as we move into this self-sovereign world. Take care, guys. Catch you on the next one.